Welcome to day one of our five-day podcast party. We are celebrating the relaunch of the Self-Made Mamas podcast by dropping five high-value episodes in a row this week, and we are kicking off by talking about the challenge on every business owner's mind, marketing your business in 2022 and beyond. Welcome to the Self-Made Mamas podcast, where we help you build a business that fills your bank account, frees up your schedule, and hands you back the power that too many women have to sacrifice when they become mothers. I'm Melissa Rogers, recovering supermom, corporate dropout, and CEO of a highly profitable online business that I built from scratch with a baby on my hip. I created this podcast to talk business and marketing, motherhood and marriage, health and healing, building wealth, and breaking cycles. So if you're ready for all of that, let's get to it. It's no denying it. The landscape of digital marketing has changed forever in the last few years, and things do not look the way they used to. It's also worth mentioning that the pace of change is faster than ever, and it is still accelerating. So if you are feeling a bit left behind or overwhelmed by marketing your business online right now, you are absolutely not alone. My inbox is full of messages from people saying, what the app is going on with Instagram? How do I start TikTok? Do I have to start TikTok? Do I have to do video? What is going on? How can I keep up? And people are just kind of really struggling with the the pace of things in online marketing right now. So on today's episode, I thought we would just dive right into that and look at a bit of an overview of marketing your business online uh, in 2022 and beyond, because even just in the first half of this year, things have changed and accelerated faster than I've ever seen before. I've been doing this full time for about five years now, and I've been in the online space for probably over a decade at this point. And this is the fastest and most dynamic shifts that I've ever seen in that time. So today we're going to talk about what is sort of the old way of online marketing and what is the new way. And I'm going to share with you also what I'm doing, um, bearing in mind that this is something that we are just starting to roll out and implement and gather data on. But I think it's really important with this podcast that I am transparent with you about what we're doing and what's working and not working. So as I said, we're going to talk about what used to work and what you might be used to and what you might be expecting to still work, what we are going to need, all of us, what we're going to need to implement going forward and what I'm specifically doing in my business so that if there are pieces of that that are relevant to your brand and your business, that you can take them and use that as a template. Okay. So let's talk about the old way of online marketing. So when I say online marketing, I mean marketing an online business. This doesn't apply if you are like a bakery and you have a physical location that people are walking into or you have a real retail store where you sell clothes or something like that. Some of this maybe could apply to you, but overall I am specifically speaking about online businesses because that is what I teach and what I focus on. So Let's talk about that. The old way of marketing your online business. So you have a service offer, maybe you have a digital product, you have a course or something like that. And the old way of marketing was pretty much that 
You really had to focus your energy on one place. And for most people, that was Instagram. And then you would have a backup in the form of an email list or something like that. Now, if you were somebody that had a huge business, like you started 10 plus years ago and you were already in the multi six, seven figure range come 2016, 2017, it's very likely that you would have a very established paid ad strategy that your uh, email list would be a really big factor. Potentially you'd be using YouTube or something like that as well. But for the average online business owner, most of the people that follow me, most of the people that come into my inbox and ask questions, we are talking somebody that has a personal brand who is utilizing Instagram to grow their business. And in the old way of marketing, what we really saw is that it was most beneficial to really focus your efforts in one place. So a lot of the marketing rhetoric and coaching advice that you would see out on the internet was basically stop splitting your attention between too many places, focus in on Instagram. And if you focus your attention there, then you will grow. Those of you that have been around since 2016, 2017 will probably be very familiar with somebody like Jenna Kutcher, right? Who built a multi-million dollar brand on Instagram. That's how she built her business. And many people tried to emulate that back then. I remember 2018 was the year of millennial pink Jenna Kutcher-esque brands because everybody was just kind of emulating everybody else. And so what we saw over the few years subsequent to that heyday of a big influx of people coming in and being online service providers, essentially, and utilizing Instagram as their main marketing platform, what we saw was over the next few years, a gradual saturation of that type of content in that market. And so obviously, Instagram became much more competitive because of that. And people had to shift the way that they created content on Instagram. So some of you may remember that back in 2016-ish, it was normal Instagram practice to just share photos, right? Share beautiful photos. And a lot of photographers were able to grow their brands on Instagram that way. A lot of bloggers, like blogging used to be a really big thing even back then. A lot of bloggers would use Instagram to share beautiful photos of their outfits or their homes or whatever it was. And this sort of image-based marketing really was at its in its heyday. And that's what people were using. As the space got more saturated and more competitive in the online business space, like in the service provider space and the digital product space, and again, digital products were still not necessarily in their infancy then, but maybe in their toddlerhood, like they weren't like they are today. So as that space started to get more competitive, we started to see people leaning more into stuff like infographics on Instagram. So then we saw a bit of a shift in that platform from photo-based content over to designed informational graphics and written posts and things like that. Instagram rolled out a carousel feature, blah, blah, blah. Stories became more and more important. And we really saw this kind of shift towards providing value on your feed and building community in your stories. And that was kind of how people were building their businesses. And honestly, it was pretty easy and it worked pretty well. And we saw a lot of people grow really successful businesses by getting really good at doing that. Now, what's happened in the last couple of years is the culmination of a few different things coming together. Obviously, the pandemic happened and that changed people's digital behavior forever. It will never be the same. And we also had the rise of TikTok, right? So TikTok started out as Musical.ly um, and then transformed into TikTok and started to really take off with the pandemic. TikTok is now the social platform with the biggest user base in the world. I should have pulled up the stat for this episode, but it's insane. It's so many people. I think people that had 
built their businesses on Instagram, viewed TikTok as kind of like a kid's app. I know for myself, when Reels came out on Instagram in, I believe I got access to them in August or September of 2020, I was like eight months postpartum and I was like, absolutely not. I'm not doing that. I'm not 15. I I will not be dancing or pointing or making videos. I'm just going to continue to do my informational stuff. And I remember I was laughing with my friend Megan um, from Megan Williamson, Pinterest expert, because we were such like old biddies about it. We were such old ladies about it. We were like, this hopefully won't stick. Hopefully vertical video doesn't stick around because ew, we don't want to do it. And obviously, <laughs> obviously it did stick around and that is the new norm. So what we've seen in the last couple of years is a desaturation in that image-based content and a huge shift in digital marketing over to video-based content, which was on the rise. For years leading up to this video, content has been on the rise. And we've seen that particularly in the ad space. We have seen that video ads have been performing much stronger than other ads for a long time. So it's not like this came out of left field. But as I mentioned, the pace of change has accelerated so rapidly in the online space that for many business owners that were just kind of coasting along with their image-based strategies on Instagram, When we started to experience this rapid shift to video, it left a lot of people scrambling and a lot of people frustrated and unsure how to proceed with their marketing. And if we fast forward from late 2020, early 2021 to now, mid 2022, we have seen almost a deterioration of Instagram as an app. I watch all the updates that come from Adam Masseri and I read articles and things like that from tech companies about Instagram, about TikTok. And honestly, there's so much speculation and very little actual hard information coming from Instagram itself. So obviously when Adam Masseri gets on a live and shares information or, you know, posts a video sharing information, then that would be reliable information. But he's not obviously getting on a live and saying, hey, listen, we are scrambling to reclaim our user base from TikTok. So we're trying out a bunch of things. Sorry if it fucks things up for you. Like he's not going to say that, right? But that appears to be what is happening. What we do know is that Instagram has plans to move into the e-commerce space. So you'll notice that you already have a like marketplace, like a shopping tab on your Instagram. And we know that Instagram is looking to move into the e-commerce space and make it so that everything is shoppable. And they are uh, in prioritizing that kind of content and prioritizing people that are utilizing the shop feature, which leaves most of us service providers and digital product creators out of the loop and unable to access that. Because I know for me, for my business, the way that people buy my products is through Thrivecart and that doesn't, that doesn't qualify. Like my site doesn't qualify as a shop. And that's something I'll talk about in a later episode, but it's left a lot of service providers who have built their businesses on Instagram very successfully kind of in the lurch because what we're seeing now is that Instagram has gone all out trying to emulate what TikTok provides to its users while not actually listening to its own user base. And what we are left with is, in many cases, a very glitchy, clunky experience. And in almost all cases, a situation where the algorithm has actually prevented people from getting their content in front of people that have already chosen to follow them, prevented them from reaching new people. And we are seeing business owners who rely on Instagram really, really struggling because we have all been taught over the years to focus our energies in one place. And so now those people that are focusing their energies on Instagram 
are finding that their energies and their efforts are not actually resulting in the ROI that they need to make their businesses sustainable. So that leads me into what is the new way of marketing? So if we can't focus ourselves entirely on Instagram, and I want to note too that we actually don't know what is going to happen with Instagram. I am still hopeful that Instagram will level itself out. I don't think it's going anywhere right now, but there are a lot of people in the tech space and on the internet who think that Instagram is kind of circling the drain right now. And I think that is a possibility. So I think that we need to be mindful of that as business owners. I hope that that's not the case. And I would like to think that the people who created what up until TikTok was the world's most successful app, I'd like to think that they would be able to listen to their user base and find a way to strike balance on the app and give people what they need to succeed, give people what they're asking for and still be profitable. But we're not in control of that. So we're going to have to wait and see what they ultimately decide to do. So that again leads me into the sort of new way of marketing. As I mentioned, it used to be that you would focus your energies in one place. You would have a backup in case your Instagram got hacked or something like that, but you pretty much would put all of your energy into Instagram and then you might put that content in other places, depending on how many resources you had in your business, right? How much time, how much support. The new way of marketing, and when I say the new way, I mean the way that you are going to have to approach your marketing if you want a sustainably successful business is multi-channel or omnipresent marketing. And that means that you cannot just be in one place. You cannot just rely on one platform and you are going to have to put a huge amount of effort into content because we have, through this sort of vertical video shift, we have moved into an era of digital marketing where business owners have to be content creators now, or at least somebody in the business has to be a content creator. Unless you have a very significant ads budget, there's very little room for you to just do a little bit of content creation here and there and for it to sort of work in the background for you like we used to be able to do. Content marketing is increasingly, increasingly important and increasingly time consuming. And please don't shoot the messenger because I don't want to bring you information that is going to discourage you or make you feel stressed and overwhelmed. There's absolutely a way to do this in a sustainable way. But I just want to be really clear that if I'm sitting down with you and we're talking about your marketing, I am going to recommend to you that you pursue a multi-channel or omnipresent marketing approach. If you are a skilled service provider or aspiring digital product boss, listen up. The Self-Made Mama Society is open for enrollment and we've got a spot with your name on it. The Society is unlike any other program on the market. It's designed specifically for busy moms and caregivers and it is the most accessible and hands-on business coaching program on the internet. We believe in delivering incredible value at amazing price points. And that's why this program is designed to give you all the attention you need to succeed at your specific stage of business and season of life. We are here to help you every step of the way in your online business journey. From getting started with your first few clients to attracting an audience of perfect customers to launching profitable passive products, the society gives you clear action steps and hands-on support at every turn. We know there is no one-size-fits-all in online business, so in addition to comprehensive curriculum, you'll have access to weekly group coaching calls, weekly done-with-you marketing calls. Yes, that means we are working with you on your social content, your copy, your offers, all of it. 
and daily support in the members only Facebook group, plus a one-on-one session with me to make sure that you and your business are getting the attention you need to succeed. Head to theselfmademama.com for more information or shoot us a DM on Instagram to chat about your business and see if this is your next best step. So obviously we want to be in as many places as possible, but for the average solopreneur, the average online business owner, we cannot create content in all these different platforms. It's just not sustainable. Even for me, I have support in my business. I have childcare. I have a team member helping me with content and things like that, but it's not sustainable for me to sit in front of my phone and create video content for all these different platforms. And it's absolutely not necessary either. The thing is that you have to look at where you are going to get the most bang for your buck in terms of content creation, and then essentially repurpose that content for other platforms to achieve that omnipresence, to achieve that sort of multi-channel marketing success. So for me, about four weeks ago, I started taking TikTok really, really seriously. And as of right now, when I'm recording this episode, I have almost eclipsed my Instagram following already in just four weeks. It is also injecting solid leads into my business. I'm watching my email list tick up because people from TikTok are uh, signing up to my email list. And so my TikTok efforts are not only getting me sort of the vanity metrics, but they are also resulting in new leads for my business in addition to that brand awareness, which is really important. By comparison, Instagram is not really showing my content to anybody new. And Instagram users, I think, have also become like very passive in the way that they use the app because of the way that it's changed over the last couple of years. For example, I've had a few reels that have really taken off, like a hundred thousand plus views, and they are super on brand. They are only relevant to the kind of person that would benefit from following me. And I'm seeing like three or four follows come from that, things like that. Whereas two years ago, if a reel took off, you would get thousands of followers from it. So I'm seeing a lot more sort of passive digital behavior on Instagram. And people on TikTok are much more engaged and they're participating, they're interacting with your content a bit more. I find that is really nice as a content creator. It's really nice as somebody who is trying to create valuable content all the time to have that validation and feedback. It really reinvigorates you. For me, when I looked at everything, I understood that as a personal brand in the education space, in the business space, that I need to be creating video content to reach new people and bring more people into awareness of my brand. And then at the next level, bring more people onto my email list, into my follower base, so that there are more people in my audience and in my community. Because if we're not constantly injecting leads into our business, eventually we are going to run out of people to sell to, and then we won't have a business anymore. So it's really important that we are always attracting new people. And so when I looked at everything for me, I decided that I was going to give TikTok a really solid shot. I said, I'll give it a month and see what happens. After about a week, I was like, I think I'm getting the hang of this. I'm going to challenge myself to be my Instagram following in four or five weeks. And so far I'm on track to do that. So I'm going to do another episode. Actually, it's tomorrow's episode. It's day two of the podcast party where I'm going to go in depth into my TikTok strategy and what I've learned and what I think and how I recommend you go about it. But for me, TikTok is proving to be a really great brand awareness, outreach, lead injection place to create content. And it's actually really fun. I'm really enjoying it. And so what I'm doing is I'm then taking some of that content, the content that is 
relevant and bringing it over to Instagram. Now it's really important. I'll talk about this more tomorrow, but it's really important to understand that TikTok and Instagram are very different. So they have a completely different culture and the type of content that performs on one is not going to be the type of content that performs on the other. So I'm very selective about the content that I bring over from TikTok to Instagram. And what I'm doing on Instagram is bringing over those little pieces of content that are most relevant that I know my Instagram audience will you know, benefit from and enjoy the most. And then I'm utilizing stories as much as possible to really keep that engagement and keep building that community. And that's working very, very well. What I'm also doing is saving my TikToks and we are posting them as uh, Pinterest idea pins and we are posting them. So we're sending some straight to TikTok to generate more views and traffic to my TikTok page. And we're sending some to uh, my website where it's relevant to do so. And then I obviously have pop-ups on my website to uh, get people onto my email list. That is working super well. So my email list is growing, my Pinterest is growing, my TikTok is growing super fast and my Instagram is not growing but I am keeping that core community of warm leads and people who have already bought from me engaged. So that's kind of how that's working. And then obviously my podcast is also another form of marketing and the podcast is going to inform even more content for TikTok and Instagram and Pinterest. So that kind of fits in there. And obviously for my podcast, you can also sign up to my email list, go to my website, all that kind of stuff. So I'm basically creating this web of outreach where people can encounter my content, become aware of my brand. If it speaks to them, I make it very easy for them to either follow me or get on my email list and take that first step towards developing like a next level of a relationship. And then what happens is that everywhere they turn, once they're in my world, they are uh, reminded about what it is that I can do for them and how I can serve them. That's really the key here, right? You can be in all the places in the world on the internet, but if you are not making it clear to the people who come into your world and start hanging out with you, how you can serve them and how they can work with you or buy from you, then that's not gonna do anything for you. So we wanna make sure that we're always attracting new people engaging the people that we've attracted, connecting with the people that our services and our offers are most relevant to, and then converting them when they're ready. If you are a solopreneur or a personal brand and you're doing this, then it pretty much has to be you. You have to be the face of this content. I'm a coach, for example. I'm an online business educator. I teach people marketing. When you enter my program, you are learning from me. It's me all over. So for me, I have to be the face of my content. If you have a company where there isn't necessarily a face, then you could have a mascot. It could be a team member. If you wanna see a really good example of mascot content creation, go look up Duolingo on TikTok. They are hilarious. Uh, Her name is Aria Parviz, I think. She is just genius. She's so smart. Her content marketing is out of this world, but she is the Duolingo owl. She's a mascot, right? And it's so good. If you are a realtor or something like that, you could have somebody on your team, like an assistant who creates your content and maybe they just film you and they put text over it or they put voiceovers over it or whatever. There's lots of different ways and we'll talk a bit more about that tomorrow. That point is just to really drive home that if you're a solopreneur or a personal brand, it really needs to be you. And if you are a company or a bigger brand, then you can look at using a team member or making collaborative team TikToks or content or a mascot. But the point is that you need to always be creating content that is going to attract and engage people. And then the things that you were doing before can be the things that connect 
and convert them. But the key is to always be having that outreach going out to all of those different places so that you do achieve that omnipresent marketing. And that is what is going to sustain your business in 2022 and beyond. Because if you continue to focus all of your efforts in one place, particularly if you're focusing on Instagram, you are going to find that as digital marketing shifts, again, at a rapidly accelerating pace, things are going to change and the rug is going to get pulled out from underneath you and you will find yourself scrambling. And that's not what we want. We want calm. We want collected. We want sustainable and steady growth. And multi-channel marketing is how we are going to achieve that in 2022 and beyond. If you enjoyed this episode of the podcast, we want to hear from you. Make sure you hit subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and leave a review to let us know what you think. And make sure to share your favorite episodes with your friends or followers and tag me so we can connect on social. 